When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to another Top 10 Debate. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dadly Boys, Michael Hamplett from What Culture, to talk about strange things WWE champions did with the bell. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts. We'll review Raw, SmackDown, NXT, AW Dynamite, pay-per-views. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Hamper to talk about his article, 10 More Strange Things WWE Champions Did With a Belt, which means I don't have to ask you how this list came about, because the last one did well, so you just did it again. Um, but anyway, if you want to read the whole thing, it is, of course, up at whatculture.com. And let's start with the man who everyone is talking about today, one Chris Jericho. Less of a choice with what he did with the belt, but still noticeable. Yeah, pretty amazing, this. Um Chris Jericho, for those that might have forgotten this, because two years feels like about 50 in wrestling now, <laughs> um, Chris Jericho became AEW's first uh, world champion in 2019 and famously cut the beloved little bit of a bubbly, little bit of a bubbly promo uh, where he went about the backstage long before the inner circle. Of course, he had no friends, but he didn't need any. He had his belt. He had his belt and he had his memeable content and he was having a great old time. And then a few days later, it was revealed that he's perhaps had too great a time. And somebody stole the fucking belt. <laughs> somebody actually stole the belt. There hadn't yet been an episode of Dynamite. Um, he'd won the title. I was get those early pay-per-views mixed up. He'd won the title at All Out, um, which was like just predated the initial episode of Dynamite. That was September 2019. And yeah, somebody nicked it. So Jericho about to enter, as we would later discover, kind of the form of his life, really. Cut a promo, not... Um, from a cupboard like uh, Drake Maverick might have done uh, in tears saying, please, can I have the thing I love most of all back? But from his own hot tub with yet more bubbly in his hat and scarf and not all that else, calling people low-life scum <laughs> and slime and effectively saying, we'll find you. Bring the belt back and there'll be no trouble. Otherwise, we'll find you. And it worked. It actually worked. Somebody left it by the side of a road. I always imagine... Somebody nicked it, thought it was an amazing idea, and then realised there was nothing they could possibly do with it because suddenly, in wrestling circles, the only place where this belt is valid, they are basically public enemy number one. Yeah. I kind of imagine them, like, chucking it out of the side of, like, their car at 11pm at night when they're hoping <laughs> nobody else is around and then driving away and pretending it never happened. Police found it, retrieved it, 
rediscovered it, and he kind of it kicked off Chris Jericho's most Ric Flair run ever. It was the, mm. almost like the perfect way for AEW to kick off on television with a champion reckless enough to leave his belt while he was getting steak and booze. I was going to say, was he at a steakhouse? I seem to remember around then. Yeah, that was uh, kind of another novelty of the story was that he was, he was getting his dinner. He, you know, we know Chris Jericho loves steaks. Sorry, wait a minute, wait a minute, it's all over. Yeah, and I've uh, really enjoyed talking about Chris Jericho, but I just want to talk to you about Omaha Steaks. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, it got, he got his belt next while he was getting his food. And this sort of stuff, when you hear this, it's astonishing it doesn't happen more often. I remember this breaking, and you just think, well, how many... They're not going to take it in out the car with them, are they? Like, the amount of time that they must be getting seen leaving the cars, they're very distinctive-looking people. It's astonishing that this sort of thing doesn't happen more often. Yeah, especially with such a a fledgling promotion. Uh, You know, it was a surreal way to kickstart All Elite Wrestling. It just reminds me of a show we did in London uh, with WCPW, and... Had a long night of recording, you know, backstage stuff, me and Cleary. And we were just enjoying the, the, the big finish of the show, which involved a run-in from a champion. It escapes me off the top of my head which champion it was. But I remember, I think it maybe was the hardcore champion. Regardless, I remember whoever it was, you know, someone's getting their head kicked in or a few people are having a big brawl in the ring. And the person comes out on the ramp and we're sort of just to the right of the ramp. But we're out behind a curtain so the fans can't see us. But we can see them. And obviously, whoever this is, comes out, goes, whoa, you, whoa, what you like, eh? Throws, the, throws his belt down and just runs down and gets in a big brawl. And I looked through this little gap in the curtain and I went, wow, we've got some committed fans. Look at that guy. He's got his own replica WCP. He's taken a WCP. <laughs> he just grabbed it. He just stood there in the crowd because he can reach out and reach onto the ramp. Thankfully, he did give it back that night. Mm. <laughs> but yeah. I can I can imagine the fear <laughs> of uh, even Chris Jericho because he, you know, he's he's a he's a jokester, he's a prankster, but I sense he maybe wouldn't have liked it as much when the jokes the joke is on him. Um, but from one belt that people want to steal to one that they certainly don't. Let's talk about the Fiend Day. Eh? Come on, we need it <laughs> because they sold it for six bloody grand. Oh God! I mean, you started this with a steal. That is a steal, isn't it? Just. Just six grand for the fiend's face on a belt. The brilliantly, of course, let's not forget, he wore around his neck. So it was like half fiend's face followed by another half of the fiend face every time the fiend walked down at the ring. If you couldn't make out what he looked like in that dreadful red light, you couldn't anymore because it obscured one version of his face with another slightly stretched version of his face. Mm. I look at that belt and I don't even see the fiend. I, and this is the fault of WWE, for broadcasting this tweet that I otherwise would have never seen, Backstage at the time was moderately successful and mm-hmm. I was covering it for the website and uh, they put up a tweet of the belt, what the fans think of the belt, blah, 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 blah. And somebody had put the Paige here face on it while Paige was in the studio so they could have a big old laugh at Paige's expense. And that's all I see when I see the Fiend belt is I see the Paige here belt with Paige's <laughs> face on from that rather infamous promo she cut to promote the movie with the rock yeah it's the thing it is the thing um i came writing this list i came to a realization about the fiend that it's taken me the better part of two years to to figure out and work through um it's not law it's, it's never ever law but maybe bray wyatt is the last person to think it law and you know all these things we've ever heard about his colleagues saying i'm like bray 
smartest guy in the locker room. Just there, mm. like the stuff he comes out with, man. No wonder that character is so intelligent. Is what you wonder that character's so smart, you know? Like the, um, maybe he's the smartest because that guy has given up trying to sell any kind of story or any kind of background or anything that clings together. What can he sell? Belts that cost six thousand dollars and as much merchandise as they're fit to shift with that face on. Maybe he's the smartest guy because in reality, he's listening to the Kevin Nashes of the world and he's thinking, I need to get paid and get out. And if all I have to do is be a crap goose spewing doink for a couple of years, I can do it. Like maybe Bray's smarter than the rest of us. Maybe. As you were just talking there, I thought, I'll, do you know what I'll do is I'll work out if you bought that belt and he's a very said he didn't come out with it, obviously the next night after he won the Universal Championship. Mm. But let's say you bought that belt if it was possible the day he became champion and then, you, you know, it kind of loses significance once he's lost the belt, obviously. I know he won it back, but it was like overall, like a week or whatever it was. Hmm. How much would it have cost per day for that belt? Yeah. $50 a day. He held it for just under 120 days. So just over $50. <laughs> $50 a day. Wow. And he was probably getting paid more than that for those belts. I, just Doing a well. word on belts. Have you ever? I've never had the desire to buy one. Like I've got like fun little toy ones or whatever, and obviously I'm current holder of the What Culture Wrestling World Championship, which is very dear to my heart. But mm. I just like I see people, and fair play to me, you know, if that's what you want to, you know, spend your money on. But I see people with these like really fancy bags, and they carrying it around. Obviously, we've been to a lot of wrestling conventions and stuff like that. I've just never seen the appeal. It's like buying your own Premier League trophy or something. Yeah, my then-girlfriend, now wife, back in the days where we would make effort on special occasions for a special birthday, I can't remember which one, bought me the Winged Eagle title. No, that's a classic. Done, well, she'd done homework with the right friends, obviously, because, bless her, going into that murky underworld, trying to figure out what the right one was. Um, the Bret Hart one, the Shawn Michaels one, you know the one. Um, and I love it. It's a, a, a curious piece of kit. And I love it, but it has lived in the loft probably for most of its life. I I don't think I can justify hanging it on a wall. It's too. It's weird, right? Because they're not they're not real, but they are. It felt it feels heavy and it feels sort of precious. I wouldn't take it to a show for risk of it getting damaged or lost. Um, or indeed for people asking me to take my top off and chop them. Like I, I just don't want to be. I don't want to take that that risk. I, like. Yeah, I guess it's one of the things, and it like you can't judge people for how they spend their money. Anybody who listens to this podcast that doesn't listen to wrestling is judging us the very reason we're even talking about this. So I suppose, like, for those people that were, you know what? No, I was going to be kind there. Buy a belt if you want to buy a belt. Don't buy a six grand one with a plastic no. clown face on. Like, I was thinking to myself, can I can I just be like sort of completely diplomatic throughout this entire entry? And I can't. What a fucking waste of money. Like, if you've got six grand to spew on a belt. Spend like a couple of hundred on a world title that like looks really nice. Like for all I care, get the blue universal title because over Roman Reigns' shoulder it looks pretty cool and it glistens. And then give five thousand eight hundred dollars to some worthy causes or <laughs> some people that need it, or your friends or your family, or pay off some of your mortgage because the interest rates will catch you in the end. Put it in a private pension. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Look at that six thousand dollars, you fucking idiots! Like, no offense to anybody listening, spend your money like what you like. But I, I agree, like a, there's, there's, like $1,000 is outrageous for that. Like, a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> but for that amount of money, I've never tried to design anything in my life. You know, it's very much, a, in terms of the technologies, 
we had to do at school, DT and all that. Mm. I was very much a food technology boy. I was not right. designing my own sodding belts. But I tell you what, if it's that or six grand, get me down the workshop because I am not <laughs> spending. Or having said that, I'm a massive hypocrite because I sit there and go, oh, why would you spend your money on that? Why would you, why would you do that? Um, like we said, each to your own. It's entirely up to you. And if, if you enjoy it and you like it, aside from this belt, fair enough. But I did, you may remember, I did buy myself a trophy for winning the work fantasy football league. So I forgot about that. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Let's move on, though. Uh, let's actually briefly talk about that um, classic belt that you just mentioned, because, uh, well, Mr. Perfect smashed it with a hammer, didn't he? And made it a <laughs> championship or not. Yeah, he, he did one thing, but he didn't the other. He did indeed smash it with a hammer. Um, just a beloved prize for, a, you know, a range of fans. I would say at this point, not even just the age of those that lived through it. You see belt conversations coming up quite a lot, and it always tops like charts, tops, polls, wins, belt tournaments, all that kind of it's a the top three, I think, in most people's eyes, all time world titles. Yeah. So Mr. Perfect taking a hammer to it is quite the like the visceral scene. You feel it. Um it is more than as Shawn Michaels once lovingly called it in 1997, a piece of tin. Like he <laughs> is He's wrecking that thing. And that's Hulk Hogan's belt. That's not even Mr. Perfect's belt. He hasn't won it. It's not his, it's not his to do. He should have and won it's it. Great. It's great. He should have won it. Okay. Maybe not. Abs- absolutely should have won it. Had a perfect record. Could have had a great run with it. But yeah, Hogan, different times. Um, yeah, the, the myth that carries over with this, it's a great scene. Like, check it out. Um, Saturday night's main event, you've got the genius stealing a count-out victory over the Hulkster. And then Mr. Perfect doing the damage to set up their big house show run that never like made it to a pay-per-view. But it was interesting because Perfect was unbeaten and he was like a different kind of threat for Hogan because he was a super athlete. And he was apparently a super athlete that was willing to wheel a hammer against an inanimate object. So there's that like little bit of danger. Um, yeah, the a cool myth that couldn't be disproven until the internet was more sort of fully formed was that, and I remember this from forums yeah, in me the too. printed version of the internet, um, 
that the hardcore title was indeed that belt. WWE known for fairly carefully curating their history in that giant warehouse. They they keep most things unless they give them to the people that were involved in the scene at the time. And that belt apparently was one of the things that just lingered there. And they'd got a bit of the old tape and scribbled mankind and hardcore on it and all that sort of stuff. And there it was. Um, and it wasn't that. It wasn't that belt. It turned out that they'd obviously uh, still kept the smashed up Hogan Perfect belt somewhere safe. And this was something they made new, which I love in its own right, because that belt had been abandoned as a world title by the time the hardcore belt came around. So I love the idea that they've gone at the warehouse to find a spare winged eagle. And then someone's been tasked with an IRL Mr. Perfect job. Like <laughs> 10 minutes before air, Vince. Hey, Bruce, get a hammer. <laughs> what do you need, boss? I need you to smash a f- out of this. Remember when Perfect did it? Shoot, go for it. Like, I love that they actually, somebody's job that day was to make a complete mess of a belt and then tape it back together for Mick Foley. And yet again, this takes me back to WCPW days because we did something similar. We had a smashed up belt, if I'm not mistaken. I think Primate mm. like a saw to it, you know, the little <laughs> something like that. And I remember at the time thinking, it's really hard to do damage to a belt. Mm. Like you scratch it, but like smashing it up like this, fair play. Mm. But yeah, <laughs> I just love yeah, that. Don't, for all it looks like a like a trophy that you like, you know when like you see those um, corporate gigs that comedians do, right? It's like a, yeah, somebody like a Jimmy Carr, very famous off the television. Uh, it's a, a privilege to be at the uh, Wernham Hogg uh, Salesman of the Year Awards this year. And I'd like to hand out my first... And it's like a sort of diagonal glass trophy sort yeah. of thing, isn't it? Like the like my wife's won a couple of them through her work before. You'll know the sort of thing, those corporate things. Those could smash... You could drop them on the piss up afterwards yeah. and they're just gone forever. Like belts should shatter as prizes, but even perfect with his, shall we say, 1980s physique is struggling to get it done with a hammer. So I do love that. I do love the trouble that somebody has to go to, to really like, like whacking it off tables, putting it under the wheel of a car, stuff like that. This feels like a YouTube video we should make when we're back in the office. The yeah. more I'm saying this, the more I'm thinking we have the, we have the facilities, we have the power. What a great way to spend time together again. Like who, like a competition of who can smash a belt of the quick, like our own, t- oh my God, wrestling taskmaster. <laughs> <laughs> This is for uh, this, uh, this is off podcast conversation. I don't know. No one steal this. Yeah, I just thought you were going to say then because I I absolutely am. I I'm in. I'm in for the full amount. Okay, <laughs> whatever it takes to launch a side business where instead of crap corporate trophies, imagine giving people belts. They're they're harder oh, to yeah. break, like you say, and people can just I imagine that. Well done, Jeff, salesman of the year, slinging it over his shoulder, pyro going off. That's <laughs> Meanwhile, there's like somebody else that's just made a huge sale on the side and he runs in. He's like, he's cashing in. He's cashing in. Oh my God. It's a whole thing. It's, it's Keith. It's Keith from accounts. He doesn't even make sales. What's going on here? <laughs> um, when you talk about strange things people do with, with belts, uh, my mind immediately turns to, to one of the entries in this list. As I said, you can read the whole thing at whatculture.com. The greatest wrestler in the world, The Rock. Hoying it and its owner off a bridge. <laughs> and like in an act of snarky, cynical revenge, no less. I love that. Either. I love the fact that this wasn't just sort of this horrific act, but it's almost something that he sat on furiously for two years. Famously, of course, Steve Austin wasn't so keen on losing to The Rock in 1997. So he handed him the Intercontinental title. You know, The Rock thinks you should fire him, Vince. You know, a big moment for The Rock himself. 
And then he takes it back and he says, if you want your belt, you're going to have to come and get it. He's at a bridge. He throws it in the lake. Huge pop. Huge pop. They're back um, in Detroit, I believe it was, uh, a couple of years later. And they're now the two biggest. They're not fighting for the secondary title. This isn't late 1997. This is peak attitude era 1999. And they've just headlined the biggest WrestleMania of all time, WrestleMania 15, for the belt. Brilliant, inspired bit of storytelling that Austin climbs the mountain. And you're thinking, well, he's beaten the rock. He's won the belt back. He's conquered Mr. McMahon. And then next night, they come up with something else for him to do. I don't want this. I want my belt. I want the smoking skull belt. So they get another month of chase out of it because the rock gets his greasy hands on it. And they get all the way to backlash with Austin having to win the belt again, effectively, because he wants his possession. And in the middle of all this storyline, they find themselves back in Detroit. The rock is on that bridge saying, you remember this, Steve? We've been up here before. Come get your belt, pal. It's fine. So they do the old sort of dramatic multi-camera shoot thing of like the car, the car pulling up. Yeah, like the rock, like sort of the rock chatting as the cars went out. Here you come, you jabroni. Like (laughs) the the Austin can't hear until Austin gets out the car and he just makes a charge for him. They're battering each other on the side of the road. Uh, And then somehow Austin ends up on the other side of the bridge. And in a stunt that looks as good as it does bad, Mm. because it's, cut in such a way where it's obviously very obviously not Steve Austin falling from the bridge but it's still pretty awesome seeing a man hanging from the other side of the bridge yeah. I don't know I'm assuming they erected like a small scaffold but it looks pretty like exhilarating knowing that he's completely safe it's like he's on the other side of the fucking bridge like, uh, <laughs> Rock flips him the bird says you can go to hell smacks him in the face and then like has this belt still in his hand and says you could take a piece of trash with you he just lobs it and it goes spinning boomeranging into the river Um, and it's revealed on next week's Raw when The Rock comes out for a funeral for Steve Austin (laughs) he's got like like the like all the mud and the grave and all this sort of stuff out. He's wearing a suit and he's like delivering a eulogy to like this. He says something like uh with uh with no respect to uh the piece of trailer park trash. And he's just <laughs> doing this all serious voice. And then he opens the jacket and the smoking school belt is there. And it turns out he's lobbed a prop belt. I think it was a tag title. It wasn't even the smoking school belt. He's just fooled Steve Austin as a way to lure him to the bridge to knock him off it. Somebody little real aside to this yeah. got their frog gear on and went and got the belt out of the river like fair like you've heard that one get yeah. that on your wall like yeah. you've worked you've done the work for that one somebody put the scuba gear on and when it was a it's in like midnight is tag belt i think they used um i mean that's a bit weird isn't it just use anything like, <laughs> it's, like, it's a bag of rubbish like, it's dark but like yeah um somebody went and fished it out which is pretty amazing so fair play to them all I remember is it's obviously that was slightly just before my time in terms. Obviously, I've gone back and watched it all. I was a big rock mm. fan and what have you. But I was when I was a fan of the rock. The rock was a good guy and what have you. But and then I found out about this or or saw this or whatever it was, and the, my little young brain couldn't couldn't compute it so much. I was like, well, maybe Stone Cold deserved to be thrown off that. <laughs> <laughs> You're having to watch it back to try and piece together evidence. <laughs> uh, now, one final thing I want to mention here. Obviously, it's strange to see people pop up with a belt in another promotion. And that's obviously mm. one of the entries here. But Hulk Hogan, as with many things, takes this to the next level. Because, I mean, I, I think it was your list I was doing recently about 
Hogan uh, and sacrifices in WWE, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, and they just went, oh, yeah, we'll bin off. We'll bin off Yokozuna. We'll bin off Bret Hart because it's Hulk Hogan. And then mm-hmm. he literally did this straight afterwards, didn't he? Yeah. I, I hate this. Like, if you've done, you've probably read this entry out in a different form on another list because I feel like I bring it up once every six months just to get it out of my system again. It's like, sort of, it's like a cough you just can't shift. Um, yeah, like, as I put it in, in the list, which you can read at whatculture.com, there was once a time that putting the belt on Hogan made all sense in the world. And as I've covered, there was five times where it made all sense putting the belt on Hogan. His <laughs> first four runs were unbelievable. His 2002 nostalgia stint was like you were watching 2002 weren't you yeah like it sort of kind of felt right didn't it give me yeah. a month like uh you know i give me at the end of the season just just to see what it looks like to see old man hogan with the belt one last time had it a month couldn't really do that much damage i mean he managed to have it was a bad match when he won it a bad match when he lost it so he did quite a bit of damage but like <laughs> could do like a load of damage and it was like oh look at hogan with the belt again we don't know that he's hateful um so like five of the six title wins i get it completely justify it look at hulk hogan WrestleMania 9, man, just, I, Vince is worried. Brett hasn't drawn fabulously well. He suddenly randomly lost faith in Yokozuna, who he's been pushing really solidly since November to win here. Um, Or at least to, like, give Brett the fight of his life that is top heel and his top baby face. And yes, he's Hogan wins. We all know the WrestleMania 9 story. Hogan, man, just like, what a, what a dick Hogan was this summer. (laughs) So he works on television once again, and it's to lose the belt to Yokozuna. He doesn't appear in front of crowds on Raw or Superstars or anything. Does house shows, but nobody can see them less in 1993 than you can see them in 2021. They're not even happening. (laughs) House shows may as well not even exist um, on screen. So he goes over to Japan, and he takes the world title with him. That that aforementioned beloved wing eagle, that me, by keeping it in my loft, treat it with more respect than Hulk Hogan did when he held it for the fifth time because he was working himself in uh, like a better deal with New Japan. He wanted, he, he saw the writing on the wall in WWE. He saw that it wasn't the money pit he thought it was. Vince McMahon was already having doubts, having only just made the decision, oh, Christ, fine, you can send him home happy at WrestleMania. Hogan must pose, blah, blah, blah. He's already starting to question his decision. Um, and Hogan's sort of got the lay of the land. And he goes over, he's, he's already got like two dates pre-booked with New Japan. And in the promo, and this is great, by the way, it's like a two-part sort of like defense strategy of Hulk Hogan. Number one, he thought this wouldn't get seen, which I guess a tape in Japan in 1993, there's a chance it might not like cross the Pacific, but there's also a lot of dedicated fans and perhaps, I don't know, some of your bosses that might keep an eye on what the world champions do. <laughs> oh, my favorite bit, the peak Hogan. This is proper. Oh, Andre did big dumps today. How big? all the way to the taps, brother. Like, this is one of them. He uh, just claimed it was lost in translation. Now, interesting that, because he was cutting the promo in American. So I'm not (laughs) exactly sure what, like, I don't know if the subtitles were lost in translation when he called it a toy, when he called it a trinket, when he said it was meaningless compared to the IWGP title. Those are quotes. The subtitles might have misquoted him, but the words coming out of that liar's mouth... were very easy to translate because they were in English. Oh, brother, brother, it's been the message has been lost in translation. <laughs> I, I've just seen what you said, Hulk. Just astonishing. It's not, it's, like, go watch on YouTube. It's pretty... such, such panic around like punk. Like you couldn't possibly just show up in even just like Ring of Honor or whatever it, wherever it may be. 
God, no. He can, the best he can do is turn up at a Comic-Con or whatever it bloody was. And yet here's Hogan going, they'll never see this. All I am is world champion. <laughs> it's it's there on YouTube. Go and treat yourself. It's too... Um, he does it twice, basically. <laughs> so there were both times it was obviously lost in translation. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He's wrestling at Wrestling Don Taku, I think, and he's promoting the match. Um, he's beloved in Japan, by the way, just to yeah. like, he's going over there. Like they absolutely adore him in Japan. He worked there before WWE, done the occasional tour when WWE had worked, like co-promoted with Japanese companies. And he's Hulk Hogan, like one of the most famous wrestlers in the world at any period, pretty much in his mainstream career. Uh, but he does it once in the build-up, and then he's doing the press conference at the end, obviously the kind of the sport, real sports feel, the belts on the, picture it, can't you? Like you've got the microphone stands, you've got yeah, the belt yeah, yeah. in front of you. And he's just like tapping it away, this this piece of like i've already got this i don't want this like you know why it's a piece because i wipe my ass with it i want that i want that belt like he's doing it again it's like it wasn't me brother like it's just just to clarify if we misconstrued in my previous promo this is a toy a trinket this means nothing and the all big title is, means the world to me. But uh, yes, yeah. this is WWE champion Hulk Hogan. Championship <laughs> means nothing to me. Uh, he, had, uh, he had Thunder in Paradise to fall back on. We don't all have such uh, secure pensions. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, go and watch that. And uh, go and check out the rest of this article. Uh, 10 more strange things. And check out the original 10 strange things WWE champions did with the belt. It's available at whatculture.com right now. Really enjoyed chatting this with you. And inventing wrestling taskmaster coming to what culture wrestling's youtube <laughs> where we can actually interact with each other probably uh, but let us know your thoughts on everything we've discussed on twitter at what culture wwe watch they can follow both of us you can follow michael hamlet at michael hamlet follow me at adam wilborn follow us all at what culture wwe and make sure you subscribe to what culture wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts but this has been another top 10 debate my thanks to this list author michael hamlet thank you for joining us and we will see you soon planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 